With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon, because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb, Jason McIntyre, Dan Patrick Show. Happy Meat Friday to you here on Fox Sports Radio. If only there was something to talk about. (laughs) We're still reacting to last night's games, getting ready for tonight's games. Then we have Rick Harlisle, two years left in his contract, like, I'm out. This two days after the Athletic has a piece that says the Mavericks are a dysfunctional mess, right? General manager gone, head coach gone. Mark Cuban calls the article BS crazy Zion Williamson's uh, family's unhappy. I think family translates into one person, but we'll get to that. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much you could earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the U S take credit cards, take discover. So when it comes to discover, get used to hearing yes, more often Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen report limitations apply. Um, Jace, let, let, let's, let's get into tonight because tonight will be a referendum on the 76ers and doc rivers in his first year as head coach of the 76ers. You obviously are not a Doc Rivers fan. I mean, that's a little harsh. Uh, You know, I I like to deal in facts and reality, Doug. And the reality is Doc Rivers has underachieved greatly as a head coach in the NBA. He got gifted a championship when Danny Ainge delivered him Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. Otherwise, it's been playoff failure after playoff failure. And as the number one seed this year in the East, the Sixers, everything had lined up for them to go to the NBA Finals, the process was going to finally come through, and they go ahead and choke away Game 5. I mean, Doug, I don't know that I've ever seen anything in the last decade that bad. I mean, this was, no joke, almost as bad as the Patriots being down 28-3 to the Falcons and then coming back and winning. I know that's a Super Bowl, and this is the Game 5. They out-Atlanted an Atlanta team. I, I get it. But, I mean, they were up 26 at home, and they lost I mean, Doug, you know basketball, okay? You know coaching. Really hard, really the hard Atlanta to lose that game. Atlanta Hawks had benched their starting, <clears throat> uh, not their starting backcourt, but they'd benched Herter and Bogdanovich. 
the Hawks for like a final seven minutes went with Lou Williams and Trey Young in the backcourt. Doug, I'm not even kidding. You and I could have mild success scoring on those two right now. That's how bad of a defensive backcourt that was. And the 76ers did nothing. Doug, this is an embarrassment. I don't know how Doc Rivers went to sleep that night, honestly. Well, I'm sure he probably didn't sleep particularly well. It should be pointed out that uh, uh, Doc Rivers was terrible at the free throw line, right? Man, I can't <laughs> believe it. Doc Rivers, who uh, somehow like metamorphosized and, and shaped his body to look like Ben Simmons. Oh, uh, that okay, was, I see what that you're was all. And, and Doc Rivers um, also embodied to- Tobias Harris, who was terrible down the stretch. These are all kind of Doc Rivers. But yes, you're right. When you have... When you have previous playoff collapses, it does call into question: What are you doing over there, right? How are you not? How are you not? Now, part of it is how this team is how this team is shaped, right? You go to your they go to that bench, and it's it's a lot like any time you have a surgical procedure. No matter how well it may go, every time you go under the knife, something bad can something bad can happen. And eventually, you build up scar tissue. That that bench let him down, and then the starters let him well, down. Well, wait, Doug, hold on. You did but, miss one thing. Tobias Harris is the highest paid player on the Sixers. $34 million. Yep. He didn't score a basket in the second half. Okay? No, you, I mean, Doug, look, you've look, gone, everybody hold on, hold on, wants One more thing, one more thing. Yeah. You've gone camping with your kids. Let's just say you get a massive cut. I've never gone camping with my kids. Okay, you get a massive cut on your arm, and it is bleeding. You could easily mm. bleed out when you're camping. You've got to apply a tourniquet. You've got to stop the bleeding. Yes. Doc Rivers did not once stop the bleeding in the fourth quarter. He did absolutely nothing. It was, I joked on Straight Fire that, you know, Scooby Doo, that great show, you know, at the end of Scooby Doo, they would solve the mystery and they would pull a mask off the bad guy to reveal, you know, somebody that they knew. And if it I wasn't joked, for those meddling yes, kids, I yes, would have gotten away with exactly. it too. Exactly. So I joked that when they pulled the mask off Doc Rivers at the end of game five, you would see Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks because that's how bad and awful the offense was for the 76ers. They were running, I mean, they weren't running sets. I mean, Doug, you know, you know basketball plays, you call them with your son. I didn't see one play called in like the fourth quarter other than, hey, Tobias, dribble around, try a fadeaway, do something. Joel, do something. I mean, that's not basketball, and Doug Rivers should be Doc Rivers should be embarrassed. Okay, I I thought I I thought the 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 Scooby Doo analogy was good, but remember, you don't have to quote yourself. You can just say it, right? You, you do. You can just you can just say it. You don't. Let me, let me quote myself and what I said. And just say it. It's because it, I hadn't heard the take, and it's a pretty damn good take. I, I will say that Doc pointed out that this is an issue with his team in a previous loss where he talked about them getting selfish because this team does have a tendency to get selfish. And then what do you do with Ben Simmons? Mm. I mean, that, that it's really hard to hide guys that not only can't shoot, but don't want to shoot. And then you can't make a free throw. And then the, oh, everybody in the, in the gym, yeah. here's how you'll know if he can, if he can coach how they play tonight and, and the energy by which they, they play. Cause they were, they were up 20, 25 points, for a reason they're up 26 points for a reason right because they they did have some things figured out and he did put them in position and they did share the basketball and it was working so after that level of defeat this is where real coaching takes place is all right now what now because if they lay down like dogs tonight because if you if you go back and remember the Nuggets series uh last year right Huge leads, fourth quarter, lost it, fall apart. They're up three games to one. All right, it's 3-2. Same thing happened in game six. In game seven, it did look like they were, they, 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 the distress of it 
had overcome well, wait, them. They did they, lead by double digits at halftime of the right. final three games. So right. the second so, half, Doc so, really so, choked. Well, okay, but I mean, there's some sort of level of acceptance that the players make the plays. I do think that the coaches are responsible. Like I always, always love that when and and you're guilty of this, but so are so many others, right? When his teams lose, it's Doc Rivers. When the teams wins. It's the players. I think it's nuanced because it's how they lost. You're dominating that game for three quarters, and then in the fourth, you totally collapse. Like, that's really bad. Now, there is some similarities between this and what Kevin Durant did, right? Um, you know, the Nets were basically outplayed in game five for two and a half quarters, and then Durant took over. Um, you know, basically the 76ers rolled them for three quarters and then collapsed. I, I do think the Sixers win tonight for the gamblers out there. Line opened at Sixers, favored in the highlight factory by one and a half. It's out to three now. So a lot of folks seem to think, listen, the 76ers are the better team. Yes. As long as they Doc Rivers doesn't you know trip over his two left feet, they should prevail here on the road. Okay. Uh, yeah, for, for me, I, I'm... I believe that, that that's a sign of quality coaching. It's not just about talent, but it's about the ability to get guys back up off the deck. And we'll see if they can force a game seven. Do you want to do fake Ben Simmons trades? Because we could do an hour on them. I mean, there's so many good options, Doug, for, for moving Ben Simmons. And you have to agree. If they lose, you got to figure Simmons gets traded. Remember, Daryl Morey tried to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden early this year. Uh, of course, the Rockets would not deal with Maury because he uh, had just landed in Philly. But at the same time, is Doc Rivers in trouble? Because we just saw Stan Van Gundy get fired after nine months no. in New Orleans. Hold on, hold on. And I had Tom Haberstroh on my podcast, Straight Fire, today. And guess what? Daryl Maury did not hire Doc Rivers. They hired sure. Doc Rivers. Then Maury came aboard. So if Daryl Maury says, listen, hey, I got to get my guy in here, is Doc Rivers in trouble? No. Unequivocally, no, or maybe not. No, he's not in trouble his okay. first year. He's, he's not. He's not in trouble his first year. You know, because because look, they've already done the fire the GM, they fired the coach, and so the the uh, uh, the the next the next one to fall would be one of the play, one of the two star players. That that's generally the way it works. Because if you're if you're going to fire Doc Rivers, who are you going to hire? We're gonna hire. We're well, gonna hire Rick Carlisle. That's the only guy Rick out there Carlisle, who's won a championship. It sounds like you know, uh, texting some people last night. It sounds like Rick Carlisle's probably yep. gonna end up with the Pacers. Um, uh, but I, I heard stats to stats to the Pacers. Mm, but okay, interesting. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, the, I mean, like, look, I, I don't think about, Rick, I, I don't think I don't think Rick Carlisle pulls the trigger and parachutes out of there with two he, years left in his deal unless he, he had another yeah, contract. He has unless something. He has, uh, yes. Real quick, I, I I think Chauncey Billups, who has been uh, potential for many many jobs, we've seen Steve Kerr a former player, and then a announcer go to the booth. Well, we saw Steve Nash qu go quickly to the sidelines, has had some success, I know, with the stack team. I think Chauncey Billups is the guy to watch. I think he can handpick his job, whether it's Celtics, whether it's New Orleans, uh, and uh, Dallas. But I would not be shocked if they looked at Chauncey Billups in Philly, if they boot Doc Rivers. Um. Wait, who? Who? Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups. Yeah, these younger dudes like Carlisle's sixty-one. You know, I, no, I like listen, Carlisle. Listen, listen. It's. But, a, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that, look, that's going to be the trend here in the NBA. Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, Jamal Mosley, who full disclosure is a friend. He played for my dad in AU. Like Jamal's been a grinder and didn't play in the league, but was a damn good player at Colorado. Like the younger guys who have league cred 
those are the ones who are going to get most of these jobs, mm-hmm. most of them. The difference becomes when you have it, it's all where you have a team, right? If you have a championship caliber team, boy, it's really hard to give a job to an unproven guy because in order to win in the, win a championship in the NBA, a lot of times you have to have won a championship in the NBA, right? You have to have, you have to have respect to the locker room at the highest level to have respect to the locker room at the highest level. You have to have one at the highest level. It's okay, like a catch okay. 22 well, wait, and Chauncey so could Nash. be the one. Huh? Yes. How did he get it? He got it out of relationship. With Sean Durant. Marks is his guy. And oh, she, Mark. no, Sean Marks is him, our, our, our ex-teammates and close, close friends. And I'm sure that there's a good portion of it, which is like, man, how are we going to get a guy who knows how to communicate with superstars mm-hmm. on their level? Steve Nash is kind of the one, is the one guy. Do I think Chauncey could potentially be that type of guy because he's played and he's been so respected? Yes. But do I think it becomes a turnstile in Philadelphia? Probably not. I mean, like, look, Philadelphia's biggest issue, okay? Everybody talks about Simmons shooting. Like, yeah, okay. Their biggest issue is their bench. The Sixers bench uh, was outscored by the Hawks bench 39 to 13. Your bench gets outscored by 26 points, right? And there you go. It's what they haven't been able to do to put around. So when these guys come out of the game, knowing Embiid's always going to have to come out, and of course, they inherited Ben Simmons, and Simmons is a is a hard one, right? He wants to be a point guard, but you got to put him in the dunker spot, uh, like you used to have to with Rondo with the Celtics. The problem is they don't have good enough players around, like the Celtics did back in the day. Um, I don't think it's a disaster yet. If they lose tonight, then it is, and heads will roll. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't think it's going to okay. be Doc. How about this in year one? Ben Simmons to Portland for C.J. McCollum. And so, I don't know, whatever salary matches up, Nasir Little, maybe Zach Collins, whatever you want to do. Does that help put more shooting around Joel Embiid um, and and it moves Ben Simmons? I don't know. Uh, I think you could probably try. If, I, if I'm getting Ben Simmons, whatever, whatever uh, organization I am, I am trying something radical. I'm making him Draymond Green, my center slash point guard. He's defending opposing centers and taking pressure off Dame um, well, he can't defend Portland. opposing centers. He can guard one through Why four. Why not? Why not. can't he try? What what great centers are there in the league that he can't guard? Well, it, it all depends on the type of the type of center, right? Like a small ball big, he could. Yes. Right? Like if it's a PJ Tucker, a Draymond Green, he could, and he does. If it's, but if it's a if it's a a roll rim, if it's a, uh, uh, what's his name? And uh, Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella. Those Man. guys are those, those guys are those guys are hard to guard on screen roll action because it, it's just different, right? It's it's why you match up big to big, right? right? It's Jonas Valanciunas is like, oh, well, you just put Ben Simmons on. Like, no, Jonas well, Valanciunas. That, 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 that's ben a, he's like an exception, but I'm just no. Saying, every so, team has one, right? Eh, that's actually not every team has. Not every one. team has a Jonas. I mean, come on, that guy put no. Up they either have a, they either they either have a a guy who rolls to the rim to finish or the guy that can maybe only plays. You know, Zubac only plays. Yeah, I'm you know, not worried about Zubac. Yeah, but I, yes, if, but the, it, again, the, the, like here, here's where you're you're thinking very linearly. You're thinking just bold statement, Jason McIntyre. Where the the thing is, it, it's going back to your point about Rudy Gobert, right? You can make Rudy Gobert chase you on the defensive end as long as he doesn't hurt you at his offensive. Can end. he hurt you? 
I think if they had if they ran more pick and roll, yeah, like you can throw it to the rim and he can finish. But that's that's yeah. the flaw to Rudy Gobert. Is he I, just he can't those, score at the block at I'm all. I'm giving that all all day. I'll, t- I'll give up twos all day for threes. Well, I, the, I just, the other but, the other question is why would Portland want Ben Simmons? Well, here's my thing: if you're Portland, you're not going to be able to get prime, premier free agents. That's just the reality. They're not yes. going there. Okay, correct. Number two. You have basically uh, gotten as far as you can, conference finals, right? I think you need to do something radical, try something different. The biggest returns in life usually happen when you try something contrarian. Do something that really nobody else has done or nobody's willing to try. You can't just keep doing things in Portland. Let's try out the good backcourt. Let's be thin at small forward, and we've got some bigs and Nurkic and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's just not going to get you over the hump. I would sooner try Something radically different, yeah. Or just you know trade Dame and start over because it, you you know you can't just trot out this Portland team again and expect to be a top four seed and maybe go to the finals. I would try something well, I, radical. I, I I look all that those are that those are the best points you've made and and look for Damian Lillard whoever they bring in like the, the truth of Damian Lillard is he's not really a, a passing point mm-hmm. right he's not really a point he's a scorer. And he's not really a, a particularly good defender. He's not a terrible defender, but he's not a great defender at all. And so both of these things Ben Simmons would help with. Yeah. He's, an, he's an outstanding passer. Ben, how about he's this? a versatile defender. The question is going to be, obviously, how do you, what do you do with him on offense, right? Obviously, if you play him as a, you know, he's like a shrink four, shrink five, instead of a stretch four, yeah. stretch five. And I don't know if, that, if his personality and style appeals to Damian Lillard who will probably have some sort of say in what they do because yeah. they, they want to acquiesce to his desires in order to always keep him on board with what Portland's doing. How about this one? Uh, ben Simmons to Charlotte in exchange for like Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, and whatever spare parts equal uh, the salaries. And the, the thought process no. here is, man, you get Ben Simmons and uh, LaMelo Ball. That is what, a what would, really good What would be team. the appeal to the 76ers? Well, you get shooting. You get a guy like Malik Monk who can make threes. I think Terry Rozier was like 38% from deep. Monk, in limited uh, capacity, was very good this year. I just think if you're Philly, all you want is shooting. You got Tobias Harris. You got Seth Curry. You need a couple more shooters. Uh, I don't think Maxie's there yet. Anybody. They're built around defense. They're one of the, the, and I think where the best it defense. Them? And where has it gotten them? Well, it did give them a 25-point lead, 26-point lead in the, in the second round of the playoffs. Right. He's so I mean, again, yeah. you're completely changing. And, and look, then, then, the, then there's the big elephant in the room, which is Joel. Can you, do you actually trust Joel Embiid's going to stay healthy? I don't, <laughs> but okay. Ben so Simmons now you've gone so bad, Ben, uh, Doug, that I have to concede. I have been con- criminally wrong about Ben Simmons. I, I have tooted that very uh, Ben, Ben Simmons has been the guy. I would trade Embiid. I would build around Ben Simmons. And this postseason, I, I cannot defend it anymore. I mean, oh, Ben okay. Simmons just, I'm embarrassed that I have rode this train so far. Far. I mean, he Some, is criminally bad. Something you just said about Portland, it's true about Oklahoma City, and I think it's true about New Orleans, I think is all wrapped up in this uh, next story. Could uh, could Zion Williamson be the first player to forego his rookie yeah. extension? We'll get to that upcoming next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb, Jason McIntyre, in for Dan in the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio. Jason's been waiting for this story all day. You know, he's just been, he's, he's been waiting, 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 waiting. Um, okay, so yesterday, 
Uh, was it yesterday that Stan Van Gundy or the day before? My, all the firings and the days come <laughs> together. I don't know. There have been a lot of firings. Seven open jobs in the NBA. There are a couple others that people aren't talking about that aren't open, but are definitely not secure. Um, uh, but the the end of the Stan Van Gundy error or error, er, error <laughs> or era, whatever, uh, took place. But the bigger news, and this is from uh, Shams Sharania, Joe Varden, and William Gilroy all worked together in the story for the athletic is Zion Williamson and his family aren't happy, right? That that's really, that's really what it is. They're unhappy. Uh, Zion at the end of it, on, at the end of his year press conference said, it's disappointing. I'd be lying to you if I said anything else. Uh, it's very disappointing, but the best thing we can do is recruit, come together, blah, 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 blah. So t- to me, Jason, like there's, there's two big things coming out of this, and it relates to the Dallas story where we don't know if, uh, you know, we don't know the level of happiness with Luca, but all reports are that, and he just had a press conference where it looks like he's still going to sign the extension, but he wasn't terribly happy with where that franchise was going. He had butted heads with some people. So the, the question becomes, one, um, how... How unproven a star, but how long do you, before we start having to acquiesce to you? Mm-hmm. And two, this is like, you, you, when we said the NBA is headed for a, for becoming an AAU program, that's what this is, right? Players want to change teams, parents unhappy with how a guy, kids being used or how much somebody's playing, you know, infighting between parents and spouses and whatever, amongst themselves and massive upheaval of coaches and general managers like that. That's, that's what it is. And then the last part is the part that you kind of pointed out, which is these small market teams they just can't get free agents yeah. to sign there. So they have to do everything to hold on to players. And when you do everything to hold on to a player, it, it doesn't seem to work anyway. Yeah. I would push back a little on the AAU because in AAU, you know, if you're unhappy, just go to another team. Try, uh, you know, I don't know if others try out or get recruited by, but you can bounce around. In the NBA, you're kind of stuck with whoever drafts you. And everybody's gone through this. LeBron missed the playoffs the first two years in Cleveland and then gets to the finals when he's like 22. The, uh, you know, the Cavs try desperately to build around him as LeBron watches Dwight Howard get guys in Orlando. They go to the finals. And the Celtics ante up with KG and Ray Allen. They they win a title. And LeBron's like, yo, what do you guys, you give me like 32-year-old Antoine Jameson and aging Shaq? I'm out. And Kevin Durant sat in OKC and watched after they go to the finals that James Harden was traded, which is insanity to me. Um, I, I don't know, Doug. I, I, I have to side with Zion here. As soon as you draft a superstar, whether it's Zion, Trey Young, uh, Luka, or potential superstar, you have to build around them. The clock is ticking. And all the media, you know this, loves David Griffin. Okay? He plays the media well. He goes on TV. He, uh, you're texting all these reporters. Nobody criticizes the guy. David Griffin is cuddling at night with all his future draft picks. And he's not doing anything. That team right now in New Orleans is not better than when they drafted Zion. And they've got a big decision with Lonzo. They have a huge decision with Josh Hart. And I don't see a path to success for this team. They do seem very, very dysfunctional. They fired their last coach. Now, Stan Van Gundy's gone after nine months. I mean, Doug, I've got plants that have grown more in nine months than the New Orleans Pelicans. This team is trouble, 
And if I'm Zion or I'm in his circle, I'm saying, bro, don't sign a damn thing. See if they can build around you. Look in Memphis at what John Moran has cooking. They have a much better roster, and they were in the playoffs. They stole a game from the Jazz. I know Donovan Mitchell missed it, but Memphis has a real basketball team. They have an actual future. New Orleans, to me, has nothing. And if I'm Zion, I'm ba- I'm being that guy. I'm being that villain the same way KD went to the Warriors and LeBron went to uh, left to go to, to the South Beach. I'm being Zion. I'm wearing that villain hat, and I am becoming a major star in a real market. Well, uh, I, I, I do think that one of the things we never teach younger guys is accountability, right? Like, it's always about everybody else. Zion wasn't in shape until this year, and even this year, how great a shape is he actually in, right? He's in pretty good shape. Um, better than he had been, but still not to the level where you feel like uh, he can play all 82 and 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 bring the, the proper amount of energy. He also can't shoot yet, and so you're playing in a small ball five. Um, I would disagree. I would I would push back greatly on are they better off? Like, look, I, I'm not in love, but I'm in like with Brandon Ingram. Those are two good players you can build around. They fell apart when Josh Hart got hurt, who's a big part of what they do off the bench. The Steven Adams contract, well, you can see that that was kind of a... I never understood that one. Yep, that was a bad move. Didn't didn't understand that one at all. Like, I know you need a big body, you know, but but I feel like you can get a big body on the cheap. Why are you taking on that that exorbitant contract? That one didn't didn't make sense to me at all. Unless you think, like, his leadership and his presence and... You know, he's an egoless guy, I guess, but he just doesn't have the goods as a player to be making what he's making, right? Let like, if he's, ask, a, on, Doug, if he's a couple million dollars, then it's fine. And you, you start him and then you take him out when you want to go small. So go you, you said something about uh, accountability for young guys, and I get that. That being said, the NBA is a star-driven league. And if you look at what's transpired here in the in the last, you know, four months, Trey Young, a budding star, butted heads with Lloyd Pierce in Atlanta, and Lloyd Pierce got fired. They bring in Nate McMillan, and boom, they're in the second round of the playoffs. Sure. They need one win away from the conference finals. Okay, yes. You look at Luka Doncic. Uh, reports that him and Carlisle kind of uh, butted heads. Carlisle, old school guy, 61 years old. I will defend Carlisle. I know him a little bit uh, through a friend. Um, it didn't work out, and the coach gets fired. And here we go, Stan Van Gundy versus Ingram and Zion. And guess who's going to win out? The Stars are going to win out. I-, I agree with you, accountability matters. But in the NBA, it's real tough, man. These young stars uh, in the small markets, you've got to keep them. You've got to do whatever you can to appease them. You, you got to appease them in the, in the major markets as well. It's, it's a, you reach the point where the players have, have you know, like, look, here's what people don't remember Michael Jordan. He didn't want Phil Jackson to be his head coach. True, yeah. He didn't want, and he didn't want to run the damn triangle offense. Yep. I don't want to triangle offense. You know, like, give me the ball, get out of the way. And get somebody who can make a shot when I pass it to him. They're like, no, 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 we're going to. And, and, and they butted heads. Um, you know, obviously Kobe and Shaq, it was different levels of, in, of embracing it. But it was because Phil had won previously. So it, it, is, it is not. A, you know, a guy who, who knows a lot more about the inner workings of this is Ryan Hollins. Ten-year NBA vet. And, of course, he's got the Opinionated Seven Footers podcast. Follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollins. Um, Ryan, let, let's start in NOLA. If you're David Griffin, how do you try and make it work with Zion? <laughs> well, you got to bring him in somewhat. I know he's young in, in the, this hiring process. You know, he's got to feel comfortable in the next head coach that you bring in. 
yeah, it's got to be someone who, who, who can relate to him, who can speak to him, but also isn't going to just give him his way and let this be the Zion show. I played in situations where I knew the star player had more control than the head coach, and it was ugly. It was ugly. We weren't a good team. It didn't work out. I'm not going to name no names. I'm going to just leave that out there for you guys. It didn't work out. And I've been in situations where the head coach had respect and a star player knew how to do what he needed to do. But Zion Williamson has to learn how to be a superstar. he got superstars-like talent. He's, he's, I think he's overexceeded at least my expectations and many of our expectations. But he's still on the cusp of like, hey, kind of what are you in this league? And to me, it's no gosh darn excuse anywhere on anybody's planet that they couldn't get the 10th seed or better in the Western Conference with two All-Stars on the same team. We don't need to go down that road. But ultimately, he needs a coach who can get him in line. And ultimately, I love the idea of a former player or someone who can talk that talk because you got to be able to relate to your players. And you got one job as a head coach in the NBA, relate to your players. I don't know, Ryan. It sounds like you're pinning some of his struggles on Zion. I mean, he was the best post scorer in the NBA this year. He's basically shattered all records for teenager. Why couldn't they win? Because the roster stinks. Why couldn't they win? David Griffin put together a garbage roster. Garbage is harsh. These guys are professional athletes. Hold on. Brandon Ingram is garbage. Brandon Ingram is a good scorer. That's what Brandon Ingram is. He's a good scorer. He's a good number three. They paid him like he's a number he, one or two. He's a, he's a very good scorer. Very good he's scorer. A very, he's he's not mini Durant, but he's not but that d- okay. far behind. He's a Their good roster, no, they don't two, play any two defense. All stars can't get you the tenth spot. Stop right. it! Don't do that! Don't do don't do that! So so none of this falls on the shoulders of Van Gundy and Griffin. You're putting it all on Zion? No, no some of it some of it is. But what Ryan's saying is like, look. Some of what Stan Van Gundy wanted them to do is is still going to be a problem no matter who's the coach. Stan Van Gundy, he wanted to play defense. They don't play any defense. Nobody in the NBA plays defense. This That's is the hot, best That's offensive season Westbrook, in the history of sports. If Russell Westbrook alone can get you to the playoffs, maybe he awesome. Wait, well, what? Russell Westbrook alone? Russell Westbrook alone? Bradley Beal was an all-NBA player, Ryan. Stop. He was an all-NBA player this year. It, it, it was the East no, and no, he had, he had didn't Brad. Do in the West. And Westbrook had, didn't do that in the West. In OKC, once Kevin Durant left, don't do that with me. Let's not talk. Russell Westbrook couldn't do that he alone. They had Victor Oladipo. They had Victor Oladipo. Yeah, Victor Oladipo was uh, on. And it was a championship uh, caliber team that you 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 took him out and he like what we do what do we do well I don't know how we we veered off off course. Um, okay, so I I agree with you on talk. Like I think that's the trend that you're seeing in the NBA, right? Guys that guys that are are Ty Lue, guys that are, are yep. Steve Nash, guys that are in their forties. Played or Jamal Mosley, relatable. That guys, yes. the 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 old NBA coach thing is kind of tired, kind of kind kind of going away. Who's the guy in New Orleans? Is it is it Fred Vincent? Is that who they they elevate? I don't know about that. Chauncey Billups. I think you got You got to go after. You know, obviously, it's looking like Jason Kidd is off the market. Maybe maybe the right price may sway him. Uh, a Chauncey Billups. Uh, there's there's a number of guys you got to you know Fizdale a Fizdale maybe it doesn't have to be a former big time pro you know maybe an assistant a relatable assistant there so I I I'm I'm not clear I mean shoot Sam Cassell you know I don't know why people haven't thrown money at Sam Cassell yet we saw how excellent he was with Shea Gildrick Alexander and John Wall you know outside of the injuries hadn't really played as well at basketball. As since you know he was with Sam Cassell, kind of tutoring and mentoring him. I'm seeing his growth, so you gotta have someone that that develops. But it's got you know you gotta talk to talk, Doug. You, Doug, you're a former player. 
You know what the talk is. There's a different talk in the locker room. You got to be able Correct. to talk the talk. <laughs> you know, Ty Lue, when Ty Lue was an assistant, when I was in Boston in L.A., he was able to get in KG's behind just because he talked the talk. He understood it. You know, he knew buttons to push. You know, I heard him scream at Blake Griffin and Chris Paul when they weren't doing their jobs. You know, you got to have someone who can relate. And there's levels to this. And there's a different type of unwritten rule in the locker room that an assistant or a former player may have and understand that the head coach may not. You know, and, and Zion Williamson in particular, he needs someone who can push those right buttons. Well, Luka Doncic clearly needed someone who can push the right buttons. I mean, he played well, but clearly he, he wasn't on the same page with Rick Carlisle, a coach that I played for. Ryan, let me ask you. I'm with you on the on the former player, but what happened? What about Lloyd Pierce in Atlanta? Lloyd Pierce and Trey Young seemed to get along last year, and then they had the offseason summer of love out here, uh, all these great stories about how the Hawks were bonding, and then, you know, everybody's hurt and Lloyd Pierce gets fired. He apparently, Trey Young didn't like him, wanted a new guy, and now we got kind of an old-school guy, Nate McMillan. Is he old-school enough? I mean, he played hell in in the 80s. Here's the thing, Lloyd, Lloyd may have been, for one, Lloyd may have been too young, and for, for two, Trey Young at that stage in his career may have had a little bit of too much freedom. Yes, yes. Uh, what do I mean by that? I haven't been there in that locker room. I haven't spoken to people but from the outset and looking at things that I've heard. Trey Young was just all-powerful without having all the wins and, yes. and was kind of running amok and saying what he wanted to. And I'm sure when Nate McMillan came into that locker room, he brought respect to those guys. Those guys learned how to be teammates. They learned how to grow. So Trey was too young to have the young coach, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yes. respect is a huge factor. You know, like when LeBron looked at Ty Lue, he could be like, dog, I played with MJ. I was in there with MJ. I was in there uh, with Kobe. I was in there with Shaq. So not only do I know how to talk to you, I'm a world champion. I'm, I got something that you want to have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or I've seen guys go places where you want to go. So you do have to carry a strong level of respect. And I just think Nate McMillan was a good mix. You didn't need a young yes. guy or, or coach in that. And, and Lloyd it, it, is a great coach. No, listen, listen. And and it, it, a lot of it's about, it's not necessarily about whether or not a guy can do it or can't do it, but the timing and the fit and the, like, Respect. you know, it, it, but it's, it, it's, it, there's, where do you get a player? What is and the, the Trey Young thing, as you pointed out, was hard, right? Came in the league and he plays a way in which he's, he's going to dominate the ball. He'll take that one extra dribble. So he makes sure he gets an assist he wasn't particularly good defensively. You got to hold him accountable, and yet you still need him to grow in order to be. It's it's a it's a hard yes. one. It, it's really hard. All right, let's get let's get to really quickly. Um, how much do you hold Doc Rivers accountable for what happened two nights ago? Here's here, here's here's the math. Doc Rivers has been a part of some of the largest comebacks in NBA history. And he's got to take accountability for that as a coach. But for me, and I've screamed from the mountaintops from day one, Doug, I've been assassinated a lot more than you via social media and Internet, all that. I said the problems with Ben Simmons were, 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 they were, they were just glaring. And Philadelphia wouldn't have true success until he got found a jump shot or just something efficient in fourth quarters. And in the second half of that game, for Ben Simmons, to go completely ineffective is inexcusable. I mean, hot damn it, get the ball on the post. You know, missing free throws at the guard spot is inexcusable. So for only Joel Embiid to have a ball in his hand and Curry to score in the second half of that game, 
it's just not going to work. If you were coaching against Doc Rivers and you knew damn well at some point Nate McMillan knew, who are y'all going to down the stretch? You can't post up down the stretch. You're running Joel Embiid off a, off a staggered screen. <laughs> like, it's just not going to work. So once Jimmy Butler left, Philly's chances went down to two. Oh. And it looked like Nate, Mc, yes, Nate McMillan figured it out. Said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are they going to, guys? They don't have anybody to go to. Oh. Who's their close? Hold on. You name the coach. Jason, don't do that. Name me the closer in Philly. Listen, Ryan. I'll this, wait. This was the I'll number wait. one team in the East. Best record. They steamroll the Hawks for three quarters, and it was simply a fourth quarter collapse because of Doc Rivers. Don't pin this all on Ben Simmons because he hasn't taken a shot in the fourth quarter of the last two games. At some Tobias point, Harris, he, he's he, making he, the most money on that damn Jason, roster. Jason, Jason, you couldn't lock him. You, you could lock him in the gym. He couldn't score 10 a game, right? Oh, he can't make a, stop he it. Can't make a, he's one of he the youngest all-stars throw. in NBA history. One of the best you want defenders to in make the a, league. Hold on. So it's Doc's fault that he can't make a free throw. No, it's Doc's fault that he couldn't stop the bleeding. He can't make a free throw. I, I, listen, it's it's okay. Let's 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 get to. We're not going to convince J- Jason. Let me let me ask J- this Jason. One. This is like convincing Donald Trump that the election Stop he it. lost Stop the election. That, that's a lie. That's not even <laughs> close. That's he lost the election. That's like, a no, no, no. You, sir, my turn for sir, a question, Mr. President, John, you one. lost. No, 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 no. 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 Mr. President, you lost. It, no, 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 no. You, you lost. Win. We checked it all out, and you lost. Like, no, 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 no. Thirty-three percent on Ben Simmons. You could go thirty-three percent on Tobias Harris, and you go thirty-four on Doc. Let me ask this. Hold on. Hold on. Is is Luka Doncic's job in Dallas? Is that a good coaching job? Given what we know about Mark Cuban, about the shadow GM Harlebob, and Luka Doncic being a superstar, do is that a good job in Dallas? And think this over before you answer. Oh, great! They got the best player in the league. Man, I, like you guys know, I don't cuss, but you almost made me cuss, Jason McIntyre. I don't cuss. Are you kidding me? That is an amazing job. You want to know why? Because Mark Cuban is willing to do anything to win. When Steve Ballmer came into the Clippers, okay, maybe we can say, well, Kawhi, you didn't do this. or Doki. But Steve Ballmer's like, oh, here, boom, here are the keys. What do y'all need? Mark Cuban is the same way, saying, what do you need to win? What do I need to put around you? Luca, I got my guy. Sorry, Luca, you're bigger than Donnie Nelson. You're bigger than Rick Carlisle. Rick, thank you for your services, but no thank you. Luca Doncic, I can win a championship with you. And if you step in as a head coach, you got to come in. The, the one thing I will say, you got to have respect. When I was there the year prior, or excuse me, sometime the coach prior was Avery Johnson. Now, the problem is when Avery got promoted, Avery was getting micromanaged. Right. So if you are a coach, mm. you got to have the respect there where Cuban ain't sending you put you know cards and say put this guy in the game or run yeah, this. Yeah, that's what the that. shadow GM is doing. And by the way, Mark Cuban will do anything to win, but he hasn't won a playoff series in a decade. So yeah, you're right, Ryan. He, he has a do chip. Anything. Don't do that. He has a championship. He does. Not yeah, do that, Jason. Eleven years ago or what? A ten years ago? It doesn't matter. It doesn't one, matter. One more than one more than all these other. Do- yeah, real, real quick. Has a chip real, too. Real, yeah, uh, real, uh, real, real quick here, uh, Ryan. To the studio, man. Ryan. Ryan. Um, can can the Nets win as currently comprised against the or will the Nets win as currently comprised against the Bucks? They will. Uh, James Harden is getting better and better. He actually kind of looked like himself for a Agreed. couple possessions, if not a yep. quarter, last night. Uh, if I had to put my money on uh, Middleton and Giannis or Kevin Durant by himself, I'm going with Kevin Durant. <laughs> I thought the chess match <laughs> behind the scenes was excellent from Bud because Bud, if you watch on film. 
and I want to point this out, you know, the basketball nerd in me is jumping out. Kevin Durant's arguably has the most prolific fadeaway jumper in NBA history. Sorry, Michael Jordan. And what they started to do is they overplayed his fadeaway and ran a double team from the baseline. baseline. That's a yeah, defense I've double. never seen. Yeah, It is? So we, You've never seen the baseline the double? No, 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 no. It was for the jumper, though, for the oh, fadeaway. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. when, when KD went to, to his move, the defender just jumped and sold out and then the second guy came late. Normally, that double team, you force a guy to drive and you double team to drive. I've never seen a double team on the fadeaway, but it was an intriguing way that Bud played it. Giannis didn't take a three-pointer. The hardest thing that Kevin, uh, Kevin Garnett told me in my career during our playoff run was that the hardest thing you ever do is eliminate a team. I don't care how good or bad they are. It's hard to eliminate a team. hardest thing you're ever going to do in your life is eliminate a team at the playoffs, and the Bucks showed us that last night. But in a game seven, at the crib, I've got my money on easy money sniper, fellas. That's Ryan Hollins, 10-year NBA vet. Check out the Opinionated 7-Footers podcast. Thanks so much, Ryan. Entire, you son Nelson. I'm, I'm on my way, man. I'll be there in 15 minutes, bro. All right, good. You can answer this question. <laughs> Will the Clippers get to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi? Find out next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Goat Hip Hop Summer Song with uh, Jason McIntyre, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, Jason, you, you said the jury's still out on, on Ty Lue. Yeah. Okay. Can the Clippers win one of these last two? Um, I think so. That, that's my gut. Every time you want to trust them, they fail. And then when you're like, oh, no, no, they got no shot. They win. Uh, that's how it's worked for the Clippers. So, I kind of think they win tonight. Um, you know, it helps that Donovan Mitchell's basically playing on one leg. And Mike Conley has a hamstring that cannot be healed. I can't believe they can't find Mr. Miyagi or his young son or his grandson to fix Mike Conley. But this is oh, just gutting for Utah. Miyagi was single. That was pretty pretty obvious. If really? You the movie. <laughs> Come right? on. There was, he had to no, have a kid no, somewhere. I know he passed no... away in real life. R.I.P. Uh, Pat Morita. Um, big, yes, I'm a big Karate Kid fan. And, <laughs> by the way, are you watching Cobra Kai? No. I, what? No, I'm not You're going to like it, dude. And you can watch it with the kids. There are some adult themes, but your kids are a little older than mine. Um, yeah, so I, I feel bad for Utah, right? This was their shot. You know, home court advantage. Uh, the the Don of Mitchell playing on one, one leg. Like, come on. What do you mean, come on? All he's doing is jacking threes. No, he's still attacking the basket pretty much. I mean, they're, the last they're two not, games, they're, he's they're trying a lot. Because they're doing a better he's job. He's questionable tonight, Doug. Come on. Okay, so do you think do you think the Clippers are going to win? I yeah, I do, and I'm going to take some more heat because I've been bashing them all year. 
I yes. said there were there were contest on undisputed. I said there were there were contestants on the Bachelor who had a better chance at the ring than the Clippers this year. And now Kawhi's hurt, and they're going to go to the conference finals, which is kind of laughable. But as long as the Suns have Chris Paul and this this COVID scare, and it's crazy because he has the vaccine, according to multiple reports. Yeah, I, I think the Suns get to the NBA finals. I don't know if they win. I don't know if they beat the Hawks or not in the finals. Um, I mean, this postseason's crazy. Like, you could make a case all seven teams could win it still, right, Doug? Anybody? Uh, I guess. I, I, don't see, I don't see the Hawks winning it even if they win this series. I struggle to see the 76ers winning it even if they win this series. I do think the Bucks or the Nets could win it. Nets have to be healthy. Suns, I, and I can't see the Clippers winning it. I can see the Clippers winning one of the next two. But I can't see them winning the NBA Finals. I wouldn't trust Mike Budenholzer to walk my dog while I was on vacation. Uh, I don't trust him to win the Conference Finals. I don't care if they're favored. They did just win last night. Uh, The constant buzzkill, Jason McIntyre. Could (laughs) Luka drive away potential head coaching candidates? Find out next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 